This episode of the podcast is with Sebastian Aguirre, OC-born singer-songwriter who has an acoustic album in the works. We met up at the Clatch Coffee in Rancho Cucamonga to chat about his work as both a musician and piano instructor, as well as his latest single, I'm In Her Hands. Enjoy. You will start 
Cause I'm in a Sebastian Aguirre and I'm the front man to the band Sebastian. Um, we are a two-piece out of Orange County and uh, I'm just happy to be here. Happy to be live talking to you. A new podcast and um, I got a lot of shows coming up, recordings coming up and a lot of things to chat about and with the band Sebastian. So it's a beautiful Saturday morning. Yeah, at Clatch Coffee. Have you been here before? I've never been here mm. before. No. This is um, a good spot. Yeah, I like the vibe here. Definitely. If you're in Rancho Cucamonga, this is pretty kosher. <laughs> yeah, you said you have a family out here? I do. Um, my wife's family is in Fontana. Mm-hmm. So, then, you know, it's just you know, hop, skip, and jump away. Oh, okay. um, You know, it took me like 15 minutes to get here. It's not a big deal. Same, actually. Um, and I live in Rancho. It still took me 15 minutes to get here. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, you know, and we were over there visiting family today anyway. So, you know, everything works out for a reason. It's meant cool. to be. So how about this uh, this new work you're working on? Well, I you know it's funny because uh, I I had um, been creating you know studio recordings, um, professional recordings, but um, people have told me that you know you have uh, when you play live there's a certain you know emotion that comes out um, like a rawness, and I'm trying to capture that. So I'm I'm coming out with a, a live album this year I have one track finished I'm gonna go back tomorrow mm-hmm. to the studio um, studio uh, 770 in Brea um, with Shanti over there they've got a 1940s Steinway piano which is beautiful wow. um, and and you know that's my instrument that's the feature instrument in the band Sebastian sound mm. um, the grand piano and particularly the Steinway piano which I actually grew up on you know my mother has a six foot seven twenties uh, Steinway and I, I grew up playing that piano and really people who are piano lovers know that the Steinway sound there's nothing quite like it so mm. um, you know I found my studio um, I'm really happy to be to find that because I had been looking for a while um, and so yeah we're doing that live album and um, I like the results that we came out with two weeks ago we did the recording of I'm in her hands and um, it came out good um, you know there's just something about recording live you know and the raw emotion behind a live recording that I want to show my fans because you know 
not everybody gets a chance to come out to the shows, and uh, I think I think that I want to share that with them that emotion, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love. Uh, there's nothing like live piano specifically. When you talk about twenties and forties Steinways, I want to know the difference between those. Did you did you feel any difference? Did you hear any difference? You said you grew up on a one from the twenties, and then you worked on one from the forties. You know the. Um, not really. To me, the Steinway pianos that are older are just as beautiful as the ones that are newer. Um, Steinways have been built in New York. They're custom-built uh, high-end pianos. Mm. So they're high-quality pianos. If you bought a brand-new Steinway now, you wouldn't get one below $50,000, and that is uh, a sales price. So. To me, it's not about vintage or anything. It's really just that company. That company makes a, an amazing product and a, a product that will last a long time. So mm. if you've got a, pian- a Steinway piano from the 20s, the 40s, or, or today, you know, it's going to be a quality piano. It's probably going to last you 100 years. I sound like a, like a salesman for Steinways. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of funny. No, no. Like that, that's what I love about um, something that musicians tend to do is they they'll talk when they talk gear uh-huh. they know their favorite things yeah, and they yeah. know their favorite pieces of everything you know down to down to cables down to you know these XLR cables and mics I, I've done uh, interviews with a few musicians who are like why'd you get this mic there's a cheaper one that's just as good and I'm like, what there's cheaper ones right <laughs> things like that right know quality control right quality control they're not a hundred percent hand built you know they are manufactured but there's lots of the crucial parts of them I understand are hand built the Steinways mm. and um, they just have that tradition I mean they've been building building them in America for a long time well that's the and, Porsche um, of uh, pianos right yeah it is you know and it's kind of interesting I had a short career there where I actually sold pianos um, I sold them for SoCal pianos um, for Dennis James you know in Ontario mm. and um you know, I was a piano dealer. I did that for like two years, and um, they sent me out to Costco's. And maybe you've ever seen like a, a piano in a Costco, uh, the salesman there, a bunch of pianos in a circle. Mm. We call it a piano road show. So we go to multiple Costco's throughout Southern California, you know, 10 days at a time. And uh, we sell those pianos. Mm. And, um, you know, I was selling Yamahas uh, there. Sometimes we did a Kauai show um, in Costco. Um, and that was a fun job, you know what I mean? It was, mm. yeah, I did it for a couple of years because I was in between teaching jobs, but I really learned pianos. I really learned uh, Mason and Hamlin's, was also my second favorite piano. Mm-hmm. Um, I still can't get rid of the Steinways, number one. Mason's <laughs> like right there, though. I mean, it's like if I were to rate it, like, you know, mm. they're right there. Um, they're hand built in Boston, they take five years to build. Wow, um, really? Yeah, they're they're <laughs> fantastic. The Frey uses just Mason and Hamlin pianos, for instance. Mm. Um, you know, so I got to know all types of manufacturers of pianos. Petros, uh, Czechoslovakian pianos, uh, you know, Yamaha, Kawai, those are the Japanese standards. Um, you know, we, we got we got to sell them all. Mm. It, it was pretty neat. I, it was a good experience. I, I sold digital pianos. I was trained to sell them. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty knowledgeable on pianos and digital pianos, actually, now. How do you feel about the, the digital sound? You know, I like it. Um, I, you know, you like it for some things, you know. Um, you know, for like a studio recording, when you have a full band, mm. a digital piano could sound real nice. 
you know it'll be perfectly in tune um, it'll balance well with the other instruments um, because of the tuning I think um, you know you just get a really clear balance between parts but um, you know nothing beats an acoustic piano mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm kind of going away from the band sound and I'm really trying to do more of a stark uh, singer-songwriter sound mm-hmm. on this new album that I'm coming out that's going to be in a live album so um, I'm really going back to my roots back to playing on a grand piano on a Steinway mm-hmm. um, to, to you know to show off that emotion a Steinway has a particular sound it's it's kind of softer um, more gentle uh, very good for classical music you know of the romantic period really mm-hmm. um, more than Baroque you know or, or um, contemporary, you know, it has a warmth, mm. and, and um, you know that when types of composer, you know, Chopin, Schubert, Schumann, those types of composers, that kind of sound, right? So, well, and you've been out. teaching, right? Yeah, I am a teacher. I'm a credential teacher. Um, I got my credentials in 2006 from mm. uh, UC Irvine. And I've been teaching ever since. I've been very blessed um, to have a career in music education. I've been teaching high school choir. I also taught a marching band and other things too. But um, I love teaching the choir. And choir was, is really my forte. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And you, uh, you studied at Fullerton, right? You know, it's funny. I, I started at UCI. Mm-hmm. I was there, um, you know, um, and I got my bachelor's. And then I went to Cal State Fullerton. I got a master's degree there mm-hmm. in composition and theory. And then I went back to UCI for my credentials. So I was actually in college for nine years. <laughs> and I tell my students that, that sounds too. Sounds like a doctor. Really. Yeah. <laughs> I tell my students that, too, because, you know, kids want things fast nowadays, it mm-hmm. seems like. Um, and, you know, great things take time. Yeah. And um, I was very blessed. You know, I was able to live with my parents' house throughout, you know, my grad program mm-hmm. and, and the cred- and credential program. And, you know, um, I was able to get it done. Cool. Know? Yeah. And where did you grow up? I grew up in, in Yorba Linda. Okay. So, um, you know, I'm really from Orange County. <coughs> um, and and that's where, you know, that's where the Steinway I grew up is. It's in Yorba Linda mm-hmm. at my mom's uh, house. And she's also an artist herself. I'm proud of her, too. Mm. Is she a musician or illustrator, that sort of thing? She Visual is arts? multiple things. She's a political scientist, master's degree. Oh, um, wow. She's an artist, a painter, a drawer, um, illustrator. Um, she is a composer, a songwriter, um, you know, a poet. Um, she has produced a mariachi CD, you know, that did the circuit, the festival circuit in the early 90s. Um, with Talaki Pake and, uh, and Placentia, mm. the mariachi there. Um, and then we, we um, she's done musicals, she's done plays, um, she's working on a musical now, it's going to be finished this year. She has uh, uh, an art gallery in, um, in Fullerton, in, uh, in downtown Fullerton, called Marjigiri Art Gallery. And um, it's open to the public by appointment. Um, cool. And so I'm really proud of her for that. And um, musical fan or uh, artistic, oh, artistic family, family too. Family yeah, and the in the music too. Uh, you know, for her musical, we're looking for a venue in Fullerton or around that area too, mm-hmm. in North Orange County, um, 
for her musical, which will be done this year. That's so, awesome. Yeah, I, I'm proud. I'm a proud son. You know, she's uh, was a, always a, a big influence on me and uh, to get into the arts and you know into uh, to stay in the arts. It's mm. tough to stay in the arts. <laughs> yeah, it's expensive. Yeah, it's time consuming. It's, yeah, it's everything. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. It's but it's it, it keeps you coming back. You know, every time, no matter what the side job is, no matter you know what other distractions you may have. The art is uh, the point, I think, right? Yeah, I mean, it's part of our identity, right? Mm. So, um, you know, I thank her for that, for giving me that identity, putting me in piano lessons early, you know, mm. and, um, and you know, just encouraging me and supporting me, you know, to be an artist myself, as she is. Mm. What were you listening to growing up? Oh, man, she had these records, man, of the Beatles and the Rolling Stones and Creedence Clearwater, and, you know, I heard that stuff early. You know, I heard that stuff. I had a record player, and I was putting that on in elementary. Oh, wow. Um, I'm a big CCR fan. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, You know, and we love the classic rock, too. And um, she goes into that style, too. Mm -hmm. I mean, this musical she's working on is... um, religious you know it's a it's a religious piece mm-hmm. but she she also does the country rock sound mm-hmm. and um, I have that sound a little bit in, in, in my sound as well cool uh, what what drew you to the singer-songwriter um, sound this uh, this acoustic this duet style you work with a guy that I've met before actually uh, Whitehawk yes yeah. my first cousin Jason Aguirre Whitehawk he is um, an amazing musician really you know very talented um, medicine man and um, flautist and Native American artist and a percussionist you know and one of those percussionists that's special that I always had it uh, you know he I watched him and my and my uncle uh, rest in peace you know perform mm-hmm. um, and Jason was performing on stages when he was a child already playing three four hour gigs you know as a 12 year old um, and um, and, uh, you know, that influenced me to, you know, pursue my dreams, too. So um, I still work with Jason here and there. Mm. You know, um, we are um, we're going to be working on some paying gigs in the future, mm. you know, which are nice. <laughs> <laughs> Always um, nice, but right. Uh, <laughs> as an acoustic, sometimes hard to come by. Right. As an acoustic duo, mm. um, you know, if he's available, mm. um, hopefully he, he is. But I would love to work with him uh, on those acoustic duos um, for restaurants and, and uh, you know, lounges and cocktail parties and, and those type of events. Mm. Um, but what drew me, to answer your question, what drew me to the singer-songwriter thing was just, you know, was just to go back. I wanted to hear my songs done with just piano and singing. I wanted to hear that raw quality of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been working with multiple producers um, on different projects, some that didn't pan out, some that are still going on. And, um, you know, when you're working with producers, you know, they're trying to make your music, you know, fit the radio. They're trying to make it fit what would sell. Right. You know? um, and, you know, and that's, it. That's, that's fine and all, and I understand that, but uh, I'm also an artist and I want to be true to myself and I, I really want my that emotion of my pieces that to come out and f- for me to share that with with the world oh know? yeah of course um to me it's a part of branding mm. you know and and i i, I want to have that brand set in stone 
um, you know, before I continue working with these producers and making um, those studio recordings of a full band sound. Right, right. Is that is that a major obstacle? Would you say uh, that outer that outside influence? I guess outside, but from within the studio, producers and managers and whatnot, everybody else trying to shape your sound to something that you uh, you didn't have in mind. Is well, it usually detrimental, or do you think it's for the better in some ways? I think you know it's all about branding, right? Yeah, because there are some artists that totally ignore it. And they're just themselves and, and um, you know, they don't really care about <laughs> who their audience is. Mm. Um, and there's other people that are really focused on it, right? Mm. And it's like they're focused too much on it and, and, and you lose, you know, you lose art. You lose emotion. You, you, lose, you lose these beautiful pieces that could have been created from this artist that had this emotion. You know, so I'm trying to find that balance. Mm. You know what I mean? And I feel like it's important to find that balance by making these acoustic recordings and making these live acoustic recordings and having them out there, having them part of my brand. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of my shows, you know, I want to have more of a show. My vision of a show would be to have a couple of those songs where it's just me and a piano mm-hmm. so people could hear that raw emotion come out. And I want that to be part of my brand. What inspires your writing? You have a very romantic uh, take. Thanks. Um, you know, my influences really, you know, were mariachi music. Mm-hmm. You know, I am Mexican American, and those boleros, mm-hmm. and I love those boleros. I, lo- I, I love uh, Jose Alfredo Jimenez and the work he's done, and and you know, and the work my mom's done. Um, and I also grew up, you know playing classical piano I was classically trained by Kathleen Bradley in Anaheim Hills mm-hmm. you know we did certificate of merit and um, I I love the romantic music mm-hmm. you know I, I broke music's beautiful classical music's beautiful but the music of Chopin really really affected me um, and you know the songs of Schumann and, and you know the piano works of Schubert um, you know they're beautiful and um, there's so many people that don't know this these art songs that exist you mm-hmm. know the german leader too you know um and the emotion that goes behind those that, those songs right because you know? there are songs mm-hmm. it's the combination of those lyrics and that and the and the music yeah um most people think of classical music as just oh symphonies but there's <laughs> all types of beautiful art songs that um have these deep emotions that you don't really get to hear all the time mm. with the brands that are coming out now. <laughs> so yeah, all of that, I guess my, it kind of influenced me, um, you know, and I, and I do try to write on a personal level, you know, um, and, uh, you know, yeah, this latest one, I'm in her arms. Oh, right. I'm in her hands. Hands, right. Um, <laughs> so that song, which I'm so happy that you're going to let me, uh, release that today it's going to be like an official release it's it's on youtube right now and you know i'm going to get it through cd baby and it's going to be everywhere itunes spotify and everywhere very Mm. soon um but i'm in her hands you know it's really it's really a story about you know a lot of people have told me that 
they remind them of, of like they had a female character in their life who passed mm-hmm. and it's like they've come back to them and they're spending time with them well that's not necessarily what i was going for um i was really going for it, it, it was something that happened to me where i had broken up with my girlfriend mm-hmm. at the time and um you know she came and visited me and i really wasn't over her and um she wanted to you know to have some closure with me that was her perspective of it <laughs> you know uh-huh. and um to be friends so she sat down you know next to me uh you know in my bed and uh, you know and i i just i just felt like this incredible release because i had missed her you know yeah um and um it was like a moment of forgiveness really for both of us mm-hmm. really because she was over it I wasn't, but, <laughs> but, you know, um, you know, when I, uh, when I sing that song, I sing, she stepped into my room, she strolled into my life and I, I act like I'm not surprised, mm-hmm. you know, she sat down next to me, then she took my whole life into her hands mm-hmm. and I, I began to understand that my life is in her plans. Um, and what I meant by that was, you know, even though we're not t- going to be together, she's still there for me and she's still a friend and i found i found solace in that that day Mm -hmm. and i and i wrote that down and i think i got across and um and um but there's still pain and at the end of that song you know i'm 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 very emotional has that emo coldplay type ending (laughs) radiohead maybe um you know that kind of melancholy coda and i you know um basically i'm saying that everything i even though you're not with me everything that I do I'm doing it for you even though you don't see that and so a lot of people you know they live with that they live with heartache they live with love loss and they live with uh, you know loving somebody and and even from far away even though maybe that person doesn't even you know reciprocate those feelings Mm -hmm. so it goes right and so it goes (laughs) and so it goes yeah like the age old story and you know there's always one person that's not quite over it or always willing to make amends or rekindle and whatnot and right but i try to capture that bittersweetness because mm. i was i had i was a little i was somewhat satisfied that i had some closure that mm. she still wanted to be in my life and still be there for me mm. what's well, better than nothing right, right better than <laughs> nothing. Well, it could be better than nothing and what better mm. way to express that than music right and i was grateful that i i wrote it down that day mm. you know because I, I like playing that song and um and um I, I, it's an enjoyable song for me to perform. Hmm. How, uh, where, where do you play? Do you, do you play out much? Do you play shows? Yeah, I mean, we're, I'm performing regularly. Mm-hmm. I mean, once you start performing um, and you start getting networked in, you know, these promoters ask you to play, mm-hmm. you know, which is nice. At that, I'm at that point where I'm having to say, I can't play, you know, <laughs> I'm too busy or, you know, I'm getting, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty busy um and blessed that i've been been networking with these with these promoters um you know i kind of try to move around a little bit you know i try not to stay in one spot Mm -hmm. um i'm from orange county so if i perform in orange county my friends and family are going to come out and so those are my fan base really that started me Mm -hmm. um but i try to move to share my music as much as i can um so I've got some shows coming up. You know, I'm going to be playing at the the uh, Riverside Tamale Festival. It's actually called the Tamale Express Festival. 
Um, that one got my attention actually. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be in Paris, <laughs> and um, that's going to be on April twenty seventh. That's Saturday. That's coming up, mm-hmm. and so um, that's going to be great. I'm really really excited about that. We should be having with thousands of people there that day. Um, another one will be uh, the next day. I'll be performing at a high-end uh, steakhouse called The Pines in, at the Sam Manuel Casino. we performing piano there, mm. solo. Um, and then the following weekend, I'll be performing May 4th. On Saturday, I'll be performing for Right Records for Record Deals, my second year in um, with them. Oh, that's I, awesome. I really like that record label. Give you a shout-out, uh, Nate Wright, if you're listening, and your dad, Frank Wright. Um, I like the record label because they have Sony distribution and because there's a few artists there that I really feel like my sound would fit in. Mm-hmm. Like if we did a tour and I was performing with these couple artists because my, my music kind of has like a subtle of a country rock tone to it. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit. Um, especially not with my triplet sounding music but more of my ballads. Um, you know, so there's a couple songs, a couple artists that really kind of sound like myself and so i'm kind of looking at that label and looking at what they could provide for me um so hopefully it goes well i'm performing solo which is really unheard of at a battle of the bands i mean um, (laughs) i've been seeing the videos there and it's really just like these (laughs) outstanding bands right Uh um with big sounds and followings and i'm going by myself so i'm the little engine that could that day <laughs> um and you know uh, but i've got a good feeling about it you know the vibe um the response i'm getting from the from the reps in that label and mm-hmm. um i'm i think i can make it i really think i could win it and uh, you know um i'm really looking forward to that one. awesome awesome yeah. and then i got another one may i'm pouring at the at the the grill in uh, cal state uh university long beach mm-hmm. um that, that's coming up uh, mid-May so uh, I gotta check the date on that one I think it's Thursday mm. Thursday mid-May second or third week of mid-May um, and you know and then there's some other dates in the works right now so but uh, that's keeping me busy those mm. ones right there and, and then trying to get into the studio you know to record that acoustic album it's been been pretty busy for me yeah that's good busy is a good problem to have yeah <laughs> yeah um, what, what do you think the response has been or how do you feel about the response to to your performances <clears throat> out and about I haven't seen too many uh, similar artists actually a single pianist or a duet uh, I saw a few I used to live in Washington DC and I had seen it, do you, if you're familiar with the name Melanie Edwards no I'll look her up though Oh, she's great. She's like nine albums in or something. She's been around forever. Um, That was the last time I had seen, I think, a a live pianist. Right. And and it was like everybody was there for her, you know? Right. Like that's, yeah, that was the tone. But out here, I'm not too familiar. Right. There's not that many. (laughs) And and because um, I'm kind of unique, I do get 
called a lot, you know, hey, you know, we got to, and I kind of fit the multiple genres too, because if you have like a soul show, I could, because I play piano, I can kind of step in and, and do that. Mm-hmm. If you've got a rock show, I can, you know, it's still kind of, still rock music, mm-hmm. but I'm doing, it's just soulful rock. Mm-hmm. So I can step in and do that one. Um, alternative music, if it's kind of slower or, or more dreamlike, you know, um, I, I can, I can step in with those guys too. So, and, and then, you know, my, my brand is different. It's true. <laughs> I do know that, you know, I, Oh, it's I, not a bad thing. I do see <laughs> that there's not that many people look quite like me. So, um, it's refreshing to be honest. <laughs> yeah. And I hear that a lot, you know, when I perform, you know, in different venues, like I performed at the, at the, uh, at the, at Fullerton at the slide bar mm-hmm. and, you know, oh, interesting. and they were just like, wow, we don't see you. They see this a lot. We just see the same run of the mill punk bands or, you know, and um, yeah, that place is owned by the band lit, right? I, yeah, I don't, <laughs> I didn't know that. I, yeah. I guess so. Yeah. Um, that's a, that's a rock and roll bar as far as I right. understood. Yeah. And, um, and live at Memphis went really great in Corona too, which mm-hmm. they have the, you know, they have the piano bar and they have the piano on stage and the piano killer duos to come there, um, too. But yeah, I get, I get told that a lot that, mm-hmm. Hey, uh, your sound is unique and it's different and it's, it's, it's fresh. It's, we're hearing the same electric guitars every time. And <laughs> you know what I mean? And, or a hip hop artist with the same kind of, you know, dreamy, you know, tone and, and you, you're different and you're, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, I, I hear that a lot. So I perform my music because um, when I do it, I see the emotional reaction from the, my, the audience. Mm-hmm. And, and when I see them feel the feeling that I felt, it's, it's, just, it, it's just so rewarding. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it makes me very, very proud mm-hmm. that I could share with them my emotion and my experience through music. I think that's, you know, every songwriter's dream to be able to, you know, affect somebody, to mm. touch them like that. Um, and it's hard. It's hard for a musician to do it, you know. Um, but I'm, I think I, I've been successful doing it. Uh, I've performed for people and, and, and um, people have cried during my music. Oh, wow. I've, I've performed for students of mine and they've, they've, they've started to cry. I... When I was on Granted Radio, um, Aladdin, I got a, I got a TZ Aladdin. <laughs> you know, he was he was crying. You know, the, he's a guy's uh, um, um, student, and he came out with a fantastic album over there mm. um, in Santa Ana, um, and it's fantastic. But you know, I I, I got him teared up, and you know, <laughs> and I'm proud of that. You know, because it, you know that's what, what why we do what we do as uh, a songwriter. We, we we are trying to affect you. We're trying to get you to feel something. And um, you pulled something out that people usually, you know, bury deep inside, especially in public. Thank people you, don't yeah. cry in public, you know. Right. So if you're, <laughs> they try not to. They try their very best not to. So if you're doing that, it's like, it's incredible. It's inspiring. You know, it's like, Thank how did you. you? How did you? You know find that one button you know i don't know um but well, I, I i believe it's different for everybody too you know di- different for audience members listeners yeah right because it, it, each song has a different emotion behind it and so some songs affect some people you know differently mm-hmm. so um yeah 
Who do you listen to uh, contemporary-wise? Well, I really like the piano guys. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think I love that sound. I mean, they don't—they have all these guest artists, and the way they're able to put that pop music to the piano and to the cello and to these like acoustic drum sounds—it's mm-hmm. just beautiful. Um, Contemporary-wise, I, I like Charlie Puth a lot. Um, you know, he's a he's a soul pop artist that that um, I listen to regularly. Mm. Um, I still like Coldplay, Ben. I mean, I'm still waiting for them to, to come back. They've been kind of on a hiatus, but I heard they're back in the studio, mm-hmm. and they're going to come out with something new. Um, and, you know, so I guess those are my three bands that, I still, that I'm listening to. Coldplay, did you, have you been following since day one? You know, it was so funny. I, I, I was writing these songs, and... Um, at UCI, we had a piano downstairs mm-hmm. in the Prado Court, up, you know, in our apartment, in our um, our dorm, and um, I would be playing, you know, my sad, my sad songs, <laughs> and someone goes to me, "Hey, you sound like Coldplay," and I go, "Who's that?" And I was like, okay. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, I just make this music up because I like romantic music and mm-hmm. I like romantic, you know, words, and and so you know, I heard them, and I was like. Whoa, this is like, I sound just like this guy. And this was way back in the day, man. This was back in 98, 99 when they mm. were coming out with Yellow and their first albums were coming out. Those um, are the albums I always go back to also. I love them. Those, are the, those first two were great. Mm. They, were, they were so special um, albums. Um, yeah, I stopped after X and Y. So it's always Rush of Blood to the Head and Parachutes. Those albums just yeah, me too. stood out. I grew me up too. on those albums too. You me know? too. You know, they're part of our culture mm. at this point. So, um, you know, for many, many years, I mean, I just was teaching mm. I, and I, I just taught and I was just trying to get that career going. Um, and then just like really, like I would say three years ago, I really started to go out there regularly and recording regularly and promoting myself regularly mm-hmm. um so you know and i've i've been really happy with the success and I, I really feel like this year something big may happen great that's awesome man it's so Thank inspiring you, yeah. to hear you know talking to musicians and talking yeah. about you know just future goals even things in the interim things in the immediate future you know yeah, it's a, a big year for coming up. Um, you know, I'm going to keep gigging, keep recording, keep trying to, you know, sell my brand to the public. And um, I really do feel like those acoustic albums are important for me, from that brand. Mm. You know, and these videos, too. So I'm going to be making a, um, a group of videos um, that go along with these acoustic recordings, you know. And because um, I, I, I want people to, to, to see and hear me live. Mm. As much as possible. So these are going to be, uh, will this be live video or recorded live? Right. So I, I got one now already on my YouTube channel for the band Sebastian. Mm. And, um, you know, it's just live video. And then we go to the, I go to my computer and I get the audio recording that's done in a, in a studio, a live audio recording, properly mic'd. Um, properly mixed and mastered and and then I I put that underneath the videos 
that we did that mm-hmm. day and we edit them and it's like a live music video mm. kind of a different process than an mtv style mm. <laughs> do you miss mtv at all speaking of them you know it's so funny like because um music has changed so much but it's really the same mm. you know um when i think of mtv i think of like uh you know motley crew and and um and um you know all these rock bands guns and roses and and stuff like that because that's what i was listening to when i was a kid Mm. you know i liked i liked uh, metallica and guns and roses and pearl jam and nirvana those were my bands Mm. you know what i mean um i even liked motley Crue and poison (laughs) back in the day i'm (laughs) i'm kind of dating myself at this point (laughs) but um you know it's really the same thing i mean you really think about it like it's all about what brand you're selling and i keep talking about that today um, you know, what brand are you selling to the audience and are they going to buy it? You know what I mean? Is it, is it, is it what's happening right now? Right. And, um, and this really hasn't changed. It's just, it's just different. We just don't have MTV anymore. Yeah. But, um, sorry for the motorcycle. Yeah. This, this <laughs> is live. Well, I know this is great. This is what I wanted. You know, I'm all about that live it's rock. It's raw. natural. Exactly. Got conversations in the background, a little music. Yeah. The second one I did, uh, the first, no, no, so the first and third podcast I did, I did at a bar in Upland, and the music was loud, and there were cars driving by. Right, right, right. And made it work. Yeah. But it was kind of fun to listen to it. Like, you can't play music in the back, I can't just play music in the background right. without getting sued. So, <laughs> you know, this is pretty nice to... You know, just have some ambient sound and right. You know. I guess MTV got to go back to that point, got replaced by social media in a way. You know what I mean? Oh, totally. I yeah. mean, it's just like it's just now that's what we're influenced by. Mm-hmm. You know, used to be like television, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and now television's now social media. Mm-hmm. I mean, people are still putting out music videos and all that, but you're going to see them on YouTube. You're going to see them on Instagram. Know, Instagram. You're going to see clips Twitter. on Twitter that just lead to YouTube. You know, right. Yeah. Yeah. How do you feel about uh, music videos? Do you want to explore that, these uh, various narratives and whatnot, as opposed to just live recordings? When I'm done with the live recordings, I do. I, I do like the old school music videos. Yeah. Um, I feel like your music has so much potential for, yeah, for a story. Yeah, for, yeah, for storied uh, music videos. I have dabbled in. Um, um, music licensing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have I have my music scored has been scored to some student films and some independent films. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, I would love to get back into that. That is also an avenue that I I want to pursue with my master's degree in music composition. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people tell me that that my music's film like it's film esque or you know yeah so totally. <laughs> so yeah. I, um, it's the piano. It's the romantic quality of it. Um, mm. I definitely, definitely want to do the MTV traditional style, and and also I do want to do a studio recording with a drummer. And I actually want to get a cello involved in my sound too. Oh, interesting. So I'm looking for a cello player right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and Shanti in Studio Seven Seventy says she's got one. So, you know, we're gonna we're gonna budget that. <laughs> <laughs> so see what happens. Right. Yeah. And your connection to Rad Pro Studios, I thought it was funny that I saw 
that I saw Whitehawk on there because I was like, I know that guy. And it's an obscured <laughs> picture on your website, the one that you used. It's um, oh, it's Prism or whatever it is. is. Are you talking about the album cover? Not the album. It's just like his bio picture. Oh, his uh, bio. Yeah. And yeah, in that room. And their, their third rental room, their uh, hourly. Yeah, I um, saw Whitehawk and I saw just a guy that obscured looks like him. And I was like... Oh wow, we have we have some mutual connections here. I met that guy, and I've been to Rad Pro a few times. I love that place. Yeah, Daniel Smith, um, that guy's a, a beast. You know, mm. he he is he he is smart and talented pianist himself, um, and a multi instrumentalist and a businessman, and he's a, just a good dude. And um, you know. He's got a, a good business over there. It's a lockout, basically. He's got hourlies. I don't think he's got monthlies anymore. Um, but um, I've done the hourly a couple of times for this. Yeah. And, um, you know, he's everywhere now. I'm real proud of uh, uh, Daniel, Daniel Smith, mm. you know, because um, he's doing big, big events now for his, uh, produ- his production company. And... Um, you know, for live sound, mm. and um, and Daniel Zunigo, give you a shout out too. He's everywhere too. Dan, Dan, Daniel um, is always working as well. He's another beast, mm. and you know him and his his light productions are you know they're all over the Pomona scene and the LA scene, or, or, or the Riverside OCs. He's everywhere too. So oh, yeah. yeah, Daniel Zunica and Daniel Smith, the Rad Pro Studios, and their their lighting and their sound. There's nobody better in the industry. These guys are. Um, they're workaholics and they're trustworthy and they're pros. Mm. Give them a call. Do <laughs> you, you find that um, trustworthiness, professionalism is hard to find in the in the industry these days? I've been hearing yeah. whispers. <laughs> yeah, man, it really, really is. I'm on the journalism end of of the industry, so it's really tough to find. Yeah, like the quality reliable you know it's so hard because there's so many mediocre musicians out there you know what i mean that that have bands or they're or even their singer songwriters and and then there's so many um i guess you could say predator predator type yeah um promoters um producers types you know mm. that are taking advantage of these mediocre kids and it's sad you know what I mean? <laughs> and i've 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 you know when i first started i got taken advantage of a couple times too and i was burned i got burned a couple times yeah you know um, going to recording studios where the engineer moves your baseline in front of you and goes oh i didn't know this baseline was so messed up guess you gotta have to come back and give me another four hour minimum and oh, fix this baseline. And I'm going, but I saw you do it in my front of my own eyes. I know <laughs> pro tools. I know how this works. Like, you know, wow. Um, and they thought you didn't know anything. So yeah. Cause you know, you're going in there, you're younger, you're, you're nervous, you're hungry, you're green and you're new, you know, yeah. and they could take advantage, you know, any way they can, you know, um, of those mediocre musicians and musicians without experience. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, how dirty. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, it happens a lot. Mm. A lot. And that was just one example. Wow. Well, <laughs> hopefully it's going away with... Uh, I love the independence that musicians have nowadays with 
with iTunes, with uh, you know Spotify, SoundCloud, Bandcamp, all these new platforms, and the fact that equipment is, I feel, is getting cheaper. I think the ability to uh, learn is getting cheaper or free, easier. And I'm all for it. You know, I'm yeah. a t- I'm a teacher, and um, you know, I work with beginners, and you know, all the time, mm. and you know, I love seeing them. Um, finding their their sound and finding their way to express themselves, um, and like you're saying, um, you know, you never know, you know, you never know what could happen. The right connections you make, and you know, you could be performing music um, as a living, or or just in the business. And it's you know, it's very exciting to be just in the business. Mm-hmm. What? Well, yeah. Either way, even with getting burned, even with the negative experiences, there's so many positive ones that like. They keep you coming back, right? Yeah. I mean, it gave me an identity, mm-hmm. you know, and it's so important as a young person, you know, to find your identity. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, as a music teacher, you know, I've helped other kids find their identity as well. And it's, that's really, I'm really proud of that, mm-hmm. you know, and um, it's, it's fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> the bottom line, the music, me, performing music mm-hmm. and being in the music business is fun. Is, uh, is teaching something you'll, you see yourself doing indefinitely i love my job teaching i'm very it's very rewarding job you know uh, to help them find their identity and but you know to get them to the get them the high school diploma you know for every educator for every subject when you see them cross that finish line you know it's it's a very rewarding proud moment for yourself as an educator Mm. um and um I love it. I, I, I always tell my kids, like, hey, if I won the lottery, I'd probably be back here Monday. <laughs> because, like, what am I going to really do? You know? Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you could you could perform on the weekends. You could record and everything. But, you know, unless I go on some massive tour, you know what I mean? I'm going to be there for those kids. Mm. You know? So. Cool. Yeah. Good to hear. So, one more time. Where are you going to be next? Okay, so I will be at the Tamale Express Festival. It's going to be in Paris. Um, it's going to be at the Railway Railroad Museum in downtown Paris, and that's going to be Saturday, April twenty seventh. And I'll be performing during the daytime. You could check my website for the actual time at thebandsebastian.com. I'm also on Facebook under the band Sebastian and Instagram the band Sebastian. You could find me at Twitter at Sebagiri Music. Um, and I'm going to be posting the actual time there where I'll be performing. But it's going to be a hoot. You know, it's going to be all ages um, performing with the mariachi divas, um, the girl mariachis, with a big artist Jezebel. Um, so, you know, I'm very proud. You could look at um, TamaliExpressFestival.com uh, and her performers and see the other performers that are performing there. Um, it's all ages. It's going to have fantastic Mexican food. So bring the kids. It's going to be 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. at night. Um, you know, and so we already have something like uh, 660 people already uh, going so we're expecting to be in the thousands that day um so come out it's going to be sunny and gorgeous day in paris saturday april 27th awesome i hope to see you there man yeah yeah, yeah. hope I, I can make it come by man yeah uh, you know it's not it. far it's you know well not really that far <laughs> you know same geographical area yeah it's like an hour away ish <laughs> a little more yeah 
You're from San Jacinto, right? Or you're living in San Jacinto, right? Oh, you know, it's funny. I was born and raised in Orange County. Um, went to college there and everything. But I'm I'm very blessed. I just bought a brand new home. Just closed in October. Awesome. And um, <clears throat> in San Jacinto. And there's nobody out there, man. I love it. There's like <laughs> 20,000 people there and about 5,000 of them are cows. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's beautiful. I mean, there's there's... It's a beautiful land. When you go down to that valley, to the to the San Jacinto Hammett Valley, um, you don't really feel like you're in California anymore. You mm-hmm. kind of feel like you're in the Midwest. So I like it. Yeah, it's I, a different. It's it, just a different part of the area. Yeah, region. It, I guess it's you its know, own valley. Yeah, yeah. Because living out, I was born and raised out here. Lived on the East Coast for a couple of years. Yeah. And it's just getting so crowded here that really I is. not it's not just the rent that makes me want to move further east but it's also there's just less out there you know it's yeah there's there's potential there's space you know there's silence exactly <laughs> exactly no i mean i i lived i lived in la for very short time mm-hmm. <laughs> and i didn't really like it i mean to drive 10 miles and took you an hour and a half that's not really my thing yeah you know? <laughs> to go from downtown la to to west la and a friday at five yeah you know, good luck to you <laughs> you know um i'm blessed you know um and i have friends in la and i perform in la and they come out to my shows and you know i do i do network out there but i like the quiet i'll be honest with you Mm. i like i like seeing those cows when i come home um you know i don't mind the extra drive for that quiet Mm -hmm. um it's a long drive though it's a little bit of a drive from la to san jacinto what is that la san jacinto it's gonna be a bit of a drive maybe about two and a half maybe no maybe two about two hours yeah yeah it's still doable (laughs) but um you know, LA's not the center of the world, though. No, as much as not necessarily, you know, <laughs> as much as it is, and people want it to be. Like, exactly, it is. It's the center of so many things, but uh, you know, there's there are other places around. There are, and I, the, oh god, I go to Orange County a lot. That's mm. really my my center of my world, because that's where my parents and my family and my friends and I went to school. Mm. Well, you know, they're all there. That's your home, right? Yeah, and there's big labels in Orange County too. Oh yeah, there's so you much know, music in Orange Acropolis and there's Right Records and um, you know, I would love to sign with an Orange County label because I'm from Orange County. Mm-hmm. I would love to make them big and we could take it all the way. You know, um, Coldplay Part Two with the band Sebastian. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks for doing this, man. It was such a pleasure, Justin. You are an amazing interviewer. Thank you for doing oh, this. Thank you. God bless you, man. Um, I wish you nothing but luck and success. Thank you for having me on. Thank you so much, man. Yeah.